El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. Welcome to the Power of Us, a podcast where Abel and Rosie lead us in nurturing, equipping, and empowering the relationships in our life through their experience and vulnerability. Hey guys, welcome back to The Power of Us. I am Rosie. And I am Abel. And I just want to start off by just thank you guys so much for everything that you guys have been doing as far as listening and subscribing. You guys have just given us such great feedback on yes. our social medias. It's been amazing. I'm really happy to hear all your stories, whether you email us or you tell a friend or you text me or, babe, people are really receiving and believe me, that makes us so happy. It's so the purpose happy. of this podcast because they're just saying, hey, you know what? I'm doing counseling now or hey, I forgave him or hey, we're, we're having conversations now. We're dating again. There's just so many praise reports and we're just happy because that's the purpose yeah definitely that's so cool uh, again thank you guys so much please keep listening uh recommend it to people around you and that's actually one of the things that we're going to be, be talking about today yes. is how do you know that uh marriage is in trouble or how you can help them right and which is the main reason why we actually brought our our spiritual mentors our our, yes. our pastors and the people that you guys have heard about in the past we brought pastor buena uh the pastor buenas uh javier and cynthia with us here today and so i'm, I'm pumped about excited. that babe. yeah and and i i am so very excited to finally let you hear that them, yeah, you know, um, speak the way they spoke into our lives. Now, before we speak to them, we should kind of say how how bad it was. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we've told you guys that it that it was bad, and, and but were we at the point, babe, where we thought there was any hope? Like, did you? And and I guess I'm gonna ask you, did you think that at that point? there was hope for us or were we done in your eyes? No, I, I, I really thought that there was like, I did, we were so, so dysfunctional. I thought that we yeah. were just crazy. Yeah. Like those people, like what the hell are they doing together? Yeah. Why are, why is he with her? Why is she with him? <laughs> you know, yeah. they're so bad for each other. I thought we were at that point And then we were just the only like delusional ones that, that couldn't get past it. Right. And, and we were, I mean, I want to give examples of stuff that we've said to each other because I've spoken to a lot, a couple couples and, Things that you say to each other really uh, se graban en yeah. el corazón. And, and I think we said some things that continue to destroy each other. For example, I was always the one that was throwing around the D word, like I want a divorce, like every fight. And that's just women, if you're doing that, please get to the root of the issue and stop because I was really hurting you. I was abandoning you every single time we had a fight, whether it was a fight about the coffee in the morning or a huge fight about maybe Casey. It was everything in between. I was just always ready to run away. And my issue was me. I had to realize it was not Abel. Abel was not the reason I could have married any other person. I was someone that wasn't committed, that had issues with commitment, that had issues with myself, and it was really my low self-esteem. I felt like I wasn't good enough for you, like being married was overwhelming. I couldn't meet the standards or I couldn't do it. So I would want to run away, but in that, I didn't tell you that. All I told you was I want a divorce because of you. So I would make it make you feel like it was all your fault. I remember 
I would be the one using uh, the H word. So I would constantly tell you that I, I hate you, or oh. I don't. I hate this about you. I hate that about you. Oh. I, I dislike you for this reason and that reason. Yeah. And um, I remember comparing you a few times to yeah. why can't you be more like this or like this yeah. person. That and it was too. just, it, it was just, I was just in a bad place because I, I didn't have issues with abandonment as far as me abandoning you. I had abandonment issues because my daddy or whatnot, you know, he wasn't around. So, but with me, it was like all the anger that I was suppressing in, it was like, oh, I, I don't want you. I want you to be more like me or different, you know, and, and I didn't, wasn't loving you for you. And well, thank you for saying that. But thank God I forgot about that. Like we're at a place where it's not on my heart anymore. It's not on my mind. But I remember at that time, it was very painful to hear the words, I hate you. And I know I said it to you a couple of times too. And me, now that I'm thinking, I was very demeaning to you. I was very disrespectful in even the way that I talked about you, about your job, about your friends, about your ministry. I used words like you're little. So your little job, your little ministry, women, my friends, please be careful using those words. Um, we are cheerleaders of our men. We are cheerleaders of our children. And when you're using words like your little friends, your little job, you are demeaning everything about him and the way that you speak to him really affects him so imagine that that is how we meet the abuelas we yeah. have told each other that we hate each other we've doubted if we've ever loved each other um well no you know what nope i give you credit abel you never doubted that you loved me you always told me sometimes i do hate you but i know that deep down inside I, i've loved you mm -hmm. i didn't know just to be honest i i probably got married for more selfish reasons than the correct reasons and that i say it with all humility and, and a little bit of embarrassment that i you know it's hard to say i got married for selfish reasons but i want you our listener to think about it what were your reasons for getting married you know go back to the very beginning of your relationship was it more for what he can give me can he love me can mm -hmm. he marry can he make me happy or was it i want to love i want to serve i want to cheer on i want to be a part of his ministry now some of these reasons there were good reasons i mean i knew god joined us together for our ministry I knew I wanted to, to cheer you on in your ministry. I am a firm believer that you are a huge minister of this generation, and I just want to see you. Like, yeah. I don't even have to be a part of it. I mess with you in that when you receive your first Grammy, you better thank me. <laughs> but in all honesty, I just want to be in the crowd saying, oh my gosh, I saw him become this man. Wow. So the, there were good reasons, but a lot of them were also selfish. What can Abel give me? Mm. How is he going to treat my child? Right. Not even how is Casey going to be able to help Abel? It was all about what is Abel going to give this family? Wow. So we have to get back to the root and say, how did you begin? And then when you are ready for counseling, how are you going to counseling? Because by the time we were like, okay, we're going we're gonna to really try this one last time. We're going to get a mentors or counselors. We were like at the rock bottom. Right. Yeah, it, it we was at, at the absolute worst. worst. Yep. Did, and I don't know. I think I thought there's 5% chance we'll work out. I didn't, I didn't even think of it like that. I honestly, I went into this thinking, okay, this is the last shot and, and that's just right. it. And right. and if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, then I guess that's it. So we had already been separated, right? Yeah. We had been separated for three months and you were already back at home. Yeah. For a few months, right? I yeah, you were so. about home for like six months. It was months. right around all that time of everything, I think. It was, right. it was some, some, it, it's a blur now, just to let you guys know. Yeah. I, I remember we were just talking, uh, just messing around before we started the podcast and we we're talking about, hey, you guys remember when this happened? I'm like, 
I remember going to the restaurant. I just, I don't remember us yelling in front of uh, yes. 50 people oh and then storming God. out. You know? I mean, you know what? We're going to let pastors say how it is. Yeah. They're very open. They're very raw. They're very real. And it might be a little embarrassing, but you know what? It's okay. Because if my embarrassment of me storming out of that restaurant is going to help you, woman, then I'm all for it. If it's going to help your marriage, then you know what? Let me be embarrassed for a little bit because in the end, it is a praise report. It is a, a story yep. of God's glory. It is a story of two people that really loved each other but just didn't know how to do marriage. Yeah, You know, exactly. I know we really loved each other. We just didn't know how to do it. And thank God there were two people that genuinely invested, not because they were going to gain anything out of it. We weren't going to their church. We weren't tithing to their church. We weren't paying them for the counseling. They just genuinely... Thought, saw something in that it can work. And that's a question that I have for them, babe. Yeah. Like, how did they know that there was hope when we didn't see it? Get me? So that's a question I want to ask Pastor Cynthia. Um, but I just want you to know that you can find great counselors, yet it depends on you. Yep. God is amazing and he can do the impossible. He still does the impossible today, but you can't leave it all up to him. Yeah. There was work that needed to be done here in our hearts, in our minds, in ourselves. So I think some people go broken into counseling and then expect the counselor to fix it all. Or they're looking for a way out. So ah, a person to blame. So th there's right. there's so much there's so much to this where as far as there's there's fault and then there's responsibility. Yes. Are you going into to fix your marriage and taking on responsibility that the marriage is like this? Or are you going in there to try to blame somebody else as to why your marriage oh, that's didn't so work? So good, babe. I hadn't you know? even thought of that. So I mean, I actually learned that from Will Smith on one of his Instagram <laughs> stories. Yeah. <laughs> but, He's uh, taking my job. I got one job, and now Will Smith's taking it too. No, listen to his YouTube videos. Will Smith's is available. I mean, um, Will Smith is awesome, obviously. So, well, so we were at rock bottom. We had nowhere else to go but either our separate ways yeah. or all the way up. And thank God for the buenas that they came into our lives and they guided us. Now, there's nothing different about the buenas that makes them special. They don't have this special serum or this special plan or anything like that. <laughs> they were just two people that loved us and helped us through these tough times. And maybe you're at that point or maybe you know somebody that's at that point and you can be that for them. Yes. So that's what we're going to talk about right after this break. Thank you so much for being with us today. You guys know that I'm a speaker, a teacher. I love the word. Mm -hmm. And you can find more of those spiritual snacks on my YouTube channel, Rosie Rivera. Go ahead and have your daily word. And remember to... And rem... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, you guys subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> and remember to subscribe. Hey, you guys, welcome back. This is The Power of Us. And Abel and I are talking about where we were before we got counseling. Yeah. And it was bad. It was like the worst you could possibly be. There was a lot of toxic relationship, toxic verbiage, toxic treating of each other. It was just bad. Everything. And bad. we met two people that really genuinely cared enough to be with us in this process. Yeah. It was a terrible process, but they pushed us through it. And here we are now. And they're still our mentors and they're still our teachers and we're still accountable to them. Thank God we don't have the fights we did before. But yeah. if we would, we would be accountable to them. And uh, so I'm very happy and very joyful and excited to to have Pastor Javier Buena and Pastor Cynthia Buena on our show. Welcome to The Power of Us. Thank you. Hi, everybody. My name is Cynthia Buena. And it's been a fun journey being in this process <laughs> 
with Rosie and Abel. It's been it's been fun. It's it's been really a, a journey and you know, we were in a roller coaster for a while with them, but I enjoyed it. I, I love I, how she uses the word fun, babe, because... I think, I think what makes it fun is to see the end result. Right. I mean... But the process itself was a little complicated. Yeah, I was really We've dying. never talked about it with you guys, so I want That's you guys... That's so true. Oh, this is the first time. Yeah, yeah, to see what you saw. I mean, obviously, we live stuff together, but we don't know what they felt. I mean, two yeah. people fighting in their house at 2 in the yeah, morning. Yeah, that, that, oh, that, that was crazy. That was so embarrassing. I, like, I'm so sorry. A couple really of bad. fights at 2 in the morning. <gasps> At their house, their poor children. Now I, I think of neighbors. your daughter Tani <laughs> and the neighbors. Yeah. Seriously, I just, yeah. I just think that um, you know, yes, every every process is tough, especially when it comes to marriage, because you're not just dealing with one individual; you're dealing with two individuals, two different mindsets, two different hearts, two different souls, two different spirits, and two different so- sets of problems. And I think what makes it hard is that you have to believe beyond your pain. You have to be believe beyond the struggle because mm-hmm. if we don't see that as counselors, counselors, if we don't see that as ministers, I think we can get we can get swiped into the process itself and start losing hope with you guys. Yeah, mm. and wow. you guys didn't. And no we didn't because we saw the bigger picture. Right. Not only that, but we were understand pain. We understand mm. difficulty. We understand, you know, tough situations. Um, there were there were better days than others, right? You know, like yeah. when you guys were texting me, like, "Oh, we're doing so great." Yeah. You know, nine o'clock in the morning, and then at one o'clock in the afternoon, it's like, "I can't stand him. I'm about to kill him." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, here we go again." Yes, it was. I don't know how you guys did it. I mean, there was just so much negativity coming out of me. I don't know what you would do, babe. I don't know how you would text them. We never asked each other. We kept that very private. We wanted him to be able to pour himself out and me be able to pour myself out and but there was just so much negativity coming out of me that I don't know how you guys and saw we can't say like. that it was one more than the other I think it was equal both yeah. I think were... it was Rosie more <laughs> <laughs> but how did you guys I mean what did you guys see in us in our worst that there's hope for them I mean well, because... let, let me start I I believe that we've helped a lot of people we've tried helping others but we can't want it more than you. That's good. Wow. Yeah. And because I did see that you did want this for you. You want it deep down inside, no matter how much the word D came out of you, divorce, mm-hmm. or how much hate came out of you. Deep down inside, I genuinely saw that you wanted this to work. Yeah. And because I was able to see that, I said, we're going to push all the way through with them because I saw that genuinely you wanted to like to really be happy and love each other. And another thing is you never said you didn't love each other. Mm, Mm. That's good. Yeah. And I've always said, if there's love, we could work through anything, Yeah, that's but their love must be involved. And because you never said, I don't love him or I don't love her. I knew we're going to push through with them. So my listener, our listeners, I want you to capture what Pastor Cynthia just said. She can't want it more than you. Your family can't want it more than you. Your kids can't want it more than you. Not your counselors, not your pastors. You have to want it more than anyone because you're going to have to do more of the work than anyone. So that was really good. And as long as there is love in there. Now, sometimes I thought I didn't love you, just to be honest. I told you before. But then I would really get into myself and be like, are you just being emotional? Are you just mad are you are you hopeless are you sad what is it like and then I would have my alone time 
and really think about it and be like, no, I do love him. I'm just, I'm just mad at him or I'm emotional or, uh, you know, yeah. I really knew that I did because yes. I never wanted you to be hurt. I didn't want to be the person to hurt you. I didn't want to do things. I knew that I wanted able to genuinely be happy. And in the end, I'm like, but I want to be the woman to make him happy. And I, I, I also believe that, you know, something what Cynthia just said, even in the midst of struggles and bitterness and hatred, which is, I mean, it's a natural reaction to what you, was, you guys were dealing with. Even in the middle of all that, there was the will. You guys were so will. You guys had the willingness to really work it through mm-hmm. at your worst moments. It makes it really difficult when one is willing and the other one's not. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's good. And there was days when he was, but you weren't, and yeah. then you were, but he wasn't. But at the end of the day, there was will there. Right. So it makes it very difficult. So I, I've, I counsel people who their their issues were even less or not even close to what you guys were dealing with. And there's no will. Mm-hmm. There's not a desire. It's kind of like just, you know, let's go through it and see what happens. And you guys fought. Apart from what God did and we did, I think you guys got yourself there because you fought through it. Mm. Not only did you fight through it, you were willing to do whatever it took to get to the other side. Yeah. Whether it's to be vulnerable in counseling, whether it's to be brutally honest, yeah. um, you know, in, your, in our conversations. Mm. Um, I think I dealt more with you by default than intentionality, than being intentional. She dealt more with Abel. I dealt more yeah. with you. I don't know. I kind of just kind of worked out that way. But just kind of like when I was dealing with you, there was there were so many, there were days where I just felt like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I, I don't know what imagine. to do. And you're like, Pastor, that's it. I'm, you know. And they'll call me like an hour later. It's like, you know what? No, I can't do that. Thank you. And you would gather your thoughts. You would come back to yeah. your senses. And even then, I didn't believe that you guys can really work it out. But above all, I do want to tell people, there's a God factor. There's a counseling factor. Mm. But the biggest factor was your will to fight. That's good. Yeah. That was one of the biggest factors. Wow. You guys hear that, uh, listeners? The will to fight. You have to have the will. It doesn't mean you're going to have all great days or perfect days or you got it all together or you know. Just have the will. And and the way that I saw our house, babe, was like it, there was trash everywhere. Like we were hoarders and it was disgusting and it was dirty. And we each decided we're going to pick up this mess. and just going to clean yes. it up little by little. One day we do the bathroom. Another day we do the kitchen. Sometimes you wouldn't do any of the cleaning. And I still had to do some because I had the will. And on Sundays I was making more mess than cleaning. And you were still cleaning. And what I'm talking about is not literally. It's an emotional dirt that you have. That you just have to get up and start cleaning little by little. And don't get overwhelmed with every issue. Don't think of the whole house. Don't think of the whole relationship. Do it little by little. Like we started with we're just going to clean a little bit up today. What are we going to talk about our sex life what are we going to talk about our verb or the way we speak to each other or rosie being demeaning or disrespectful or able probably not conversating as much and we would deal with stuff little by little day by that's day that's that's a really great point um for everybody in any in any position of their life when you look at the whole overall picture of oh my gosh i have to do all of this yeah, it can be it's so, overwhelming. so overwhelming it just destroys you but when you look at it okay hey you know what this this week this month Let's just focus on just trying to get our communication straight. Right. You know? Or let's focus on trying to trying to just merge our bank accounts finally and it's not being separated like that because it bothers us. Don't focus on the fact that you have to do the communication, the bank, the, the way you guys raise the kids, right. the sex and all that stuff. It becomes so overwhelming. Right. You know? And it can just really, really dishearten you and make you think, I, I don't want to do this. That's what makes you 
not want to clean right. that emotional house. Right. Is that you you try to look at and you look in each and every room before you even start cleaning. You assess the whole situation. Yeah. Which I, I think is valid. But if you're going to start working on it, don't work on the whole house. You do yeah. it little by little. You do Only it on the, on the relationship one day at a time. And, and these are all topics that we actually touched with you guys. Yes. These are all topics that we worked with you guys. And what I really enjoyed at the what I really enjoyed was that you would do your homework. Yeah. See, no matter how upset Rosie was and no matter how mad Abel was, no matter what tantrums he was throwing that day, at the end of the day, the homework was being done. Mm. And to us as as counselors, mentors, pastors, that was very important because we knew that we weren't wasting our time. That's good. That's good. You know, we, 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 we knew that you were doing your homework because at the end of the night, you're like, I did this. We feel really good. It actually worked. Thank you so much. Yeah. And because you were doing your homework, you know, we were encouraged to like, okay, next next time, it. another level, That's another good. level. So it was very important for us for you to do your homework. And I, and I, also, it believe, was done. I also believe that you have to stay in what Abel used to hate, process. Right. <laughs> there's a, I mean, for everything you want to accomplish, there's a process. You know, there's a process, you know, when you get out of home and you drive to work, it's a process. Right. right. And Abel used to hate that word process because... <laughs> Process is, is a series of changes, and it just kind of throws you into an, an emotional whirlpool where you're not trying to understand. You're just trying to accomplish. But in order to accomplish, you need to understand the process that you're in, yeah. trust the process, stay in the process, and there's, it's going to take time. And I think because I, we understood process, we knew that there were going to be better days than others. I remember one day we were in the living room in our house, and he said, I, I hate, hate that process. <laughs> I mean, he was really. I mean, he was. Ser- he was not playing around. No, he was. Dead it's like serious. the word process. I hate this a bad damn word. word. Yes, with tears coming out of his yes. eyes. Because he, would, he, I mean, there was a conversation. We're like, you there know was what? Tears I'm coming tired. out of his eyes. And my only consolation to him was, stay in the process. Oh God. Yes. I think you got to the point where you just hated. I just that just, word. I think I don't know if I'm the only one, but the the word process just really like. It makes no sense until the process is finished. Yes. Right? Yeah, you're not <laughs> you know? gonna, you're not gonna feel it or understand it during the process yeah, until it's you, you when can you look turn back. back. And yeah. say, man, this was great. Well, it's like, it's like him, hiking. It's like I remember they even went hiking with us. Yeah. It was just, it, it was just so metaphorical, like going up that big hill, and you want to quit, and it's too much. And why am I doing this anyway? The same thing with process. You get tired. You get, you have weak days. You have days where all you can do is cry when you don't, ha- when you think you have no strength. But then there comes a partner that grabs your hand and says, "Let's keep going." And yeah. that's what they did for us. So when you're at the top of the mountain, when the process is done, or I don't know if we're done, but when the process is masakakia, yeah. Yeah. You can be like, oh, it was worth it. He was right. So what Pastor just said is also so important. Um, what it's, it's do your homework. You can't go to counselors or mentors no. or, or, or anyone that's giving you advice and they tell you, do this, and then you don't do it. Yeah. You do the opposite. Right. There, that's, it can become very mm-hmm. annoying when mm-hmm. you give someone advice and they're like, it's not working. And you're like, well, did you do what I tell you? Oh. No, I didn't. Or yeah. even or even you only do your homework while you're at that counseling session. And then when you're done, uh, that's it. Yeah, You exactly. know, it's just like school. Once I'm out of school, I'm done. I don't need to study anymore. Right. I need to work exactly. on this until next week on Wednesday. And some of the homework is very tough. And obviously, it's nothing written. It's all actual like go and tell him how you're feeling go and forgive him whether he knows it or not stuff like that that you don't probably that you probably do not want to do that you've been avoiding for years telling him something or you've held this grudge for years 
and you choose today's the day. I'm going to listen to my mentor. She's at yes. a better place than I am. Mm. She knows she can ex- she can assess this. She's not emotionally involved. I trust her. I believe in her. I believe in the God that she believes in. So I'm going to do it. And and that's what it takes a lot is finally saying, I'm going to do this homework. Yes. You know, yeah, process is really tough. Now, just so people know that we're really not like faking this, that this is a real situation. <laughs> what was like the... The worst day for you guys. Yeah, when for you each guys, one of you. I'll stories. start. I'll start. I'll I start because I have like three or four oh of them. Gosh. Well, that's why I should start because I just have one. Okay. I, I remember so, we so were I in the living the room in, in our house and it got really bad. I like I thought there was you guys were going to throw down like in my living room. <laughs> I, I, I remember that Yeah, day. I, we had to get in between them. Yes. And the reason why it got this bad was because... Abel said something that hurt Rosie so much. Like, I, I saw that word. She lost it when he said, you're always playing the victim. Oh, yes. And inside of me, I was like, that's the worst thing you could tell a person that's been sexually abused. Yeah. Because we have been victims in our yeah. past. And he told her, you're always playing the victim. And she got up and she was getting ready to sock him in his I was, face. I was. I was. I told you guys because I that was, was very in, insensitive yeah. of him to say because we are we you know we people that have been sexually abused you do certain things could be said and done that reminds you of that time and place where you were victimized. Yeah. And that to me just brought her a lot of bad memories. Yes. How that, dare you say that? Was that the same day when he stormed out of the backyard? No, that was a different day. Oh, that's a different day. Yeah, because this was daytime. Because he left like for 30 minutes, came and, back, sat down. And to me, I was like, and oh, continue the fight. Abel, why did you just say that? And it got really bad. But yeah. he wasn't lying. Yeah, that's no. how he felt right. at he the felt, moment. Yeah. And that's what he would see. And I was able to to see that later. At the moment, I was mm-hmm. very hurt. I was very offended. I was very angry because I don't see myself as a victim. I really yeah. don't. Mm-hmm. But I, a few hours later, and, and everything was done, when the dust settled, I really thought about it. And I said, I don't don't think he was lying i think that's really how he sees it mm-hmm. rosie what are you doing that makes him feel that mm-hmm. you know i don't want to be a victim in his eyes I, I i so i had to make changes but it obviously it was hours later days yes. later or yeah. you know but i'm even though it hurt me babe i'm glad you told me i i you know me i'm a person that would rather have the truth than something i don't know and is just hidden forever so yes. sometimes you will have to tell your the, your partner the truth and obviously there's a time and a place and a way for the truth but the truth will always set you free and that truth although it became very it was very painful in the way you said it wasn't yeah, ideal that was that was incorrect i'm glad that you told me because in the end it set me free and it set us free and that i refuse to be a victim but i have to think that like no rosie don't communicate it correctly so it doesn't come out as you yes. wanting to be babied or whatever communicate just what you're feeling so i think that truth was essential but maybe the way that you said yes. it yeah no I, I definitely agree that that was definitely wrong of me i was probably purposefully trying to hurt you and that's always the case. i love your honesty man yeah so I, I was probably feeling attacked that day by you because probably you were just venting on, was, yeah. on everything that i'm doing wrong or, or this or that, and, and I thought I was trying, and so then I probably just took a shot back at you, but on, it was of no no constructive criticism. On that word of me venting, oh, I vented so much. I, I vented more with, with 
with pastor, with pops, because I think I was shy with mom mm. I, because I'm scared of women. I am more scared of women than I am of men. Maybe sometimes women were too hard on each other. Not that Pastor Cynthia ever was with me, but other women have been. Mm. Or women are like, ah, pues te gusta, or you got yourself, or I told you not to marry him. And there's no positive coming out of women. So I, 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 I was more shy with her to be raw and open with her. Because I knew that if we were going to be in this process, it wasn't yes. only about talking bad about Abel. It was me being really raw about who I was. So I was able to do that at first with Pops and tell him. But it came to a point where I would only talk bad about you. And I was like, Pastor, tell Abel that he's being wrong. And Dad was like, I'm not going to tell him. Either you can tell him, but he would tell me what was wrong with me. Yeah. So I was like, this isn't working, man. Or like, this... We're not talking about Abel here. Yeah, we're talking oh, about that you. used to make me so <laughs> mad. But, but thank God that I learned that when you want to fix something, you start with I. I have an issue i am feeling yes. this rather than it's him 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 because god's done the same things with me he's like all you talk about is abel when are we going to talk about rosie yeah. and that's when my breakthroughs came that's when i started to grow and then once i i knew that pastor cynthia wasn't going to judge me somewhere along the way i'm like wait a minute i'm avoiding her for no reason then i could open up with her and once i did all the word that came the advice that came so women i'm going to ask you to open up to women i know yes. it's scary i know probably other women have hurt you whether it's your mother or a friend or a tia but not all women are the same there are genuinely some women that won't judge you that'll really hear you out and the advice that they can give you is so powerful so when i finally opened up to pastor cynthia being open with both of them is when the breakthroughs really started to come through because you can get a man's advice which is great and also a woman's yes, advice. Yeah. So, I mean, just don't lean to either or. I know it's scary. Maybe you're more scared of men than you are of women. I could understand that issue too. But if you're going to a couple that's healthy, open up to both to get advice from both. Wow. And, and I think it's got to be in the nature of the team itself. For some reason, I was able to relate more to you. Because mm -hmm. if you if you, you guys were ask me, like, how can I, what, what was Ava dealing with or what was Rosie dealing with? I think Rosie was dealing more with the mental side of it, and he was dealing more with the emotional side of it. Yeah. So I was able to relate to you. Not that we have mental issues, <laughs> <laughs> but our mind would get in the way. Mm. Our thought process, mm. the way we, you know, filter things, the way we create things, you know, especially if you're an overthinker. Mm. You you create, I mean, you'll take the fight from one to 100 yeah. real quick. You really helped me with that. So I was able to identify with you more in, in that aspect. So that was the nature of, the, you know, mm -hmm. of our relationship. But, but I think that at the end of the day, you got to find trustworthy individuals Yes. who are not going to fight for who's right, but fight for what's right. Yes. Yeah. And there were many times when you and I had a conversation, I said, well, that's not what's right. Right. Yeah, but Abel, you need to understand. I'm just, I go, but that's not right. Right. And I think that, you know, that made it even easier because when you came back to your senses, you always lean to what was right. Yeah. Because there, you, you're a woman of values. You're a woman of integrity. And even though you guys were going through these, this, this hard situation, that never shifted your integrity. Mm. That never shifted your values, even though we, we might have misbehaved, quote unquote, at that moment. But at the end of the day, you always lean back to your values. And I think that that was the case in a lot of the fights. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember just this week I relived one of our episodes. Oh, no. Episodes. We're right. at Sugarfish in downtown LA, and we're having this conversation. In this really nice restaurant. All Abel remembers was the bill. It was like yeah. 300 bucks. <laughs> How much was it? I don't even 300 know. 300 bucks. Oh, I don't even remember. Well, all I remember was Rosie storming out the restaurant, high end restaurant, 
in the middle of downtown LA. Oh but but so before sorry. she stormed out, she like yelled at him. She yelled at him. Oh She's like, I'm tired of you. Oh so you have all these Asians and all these Anglos <laughs> looking at us like typical Those Mexicans. Mexicans. Oh gosh, I'm so sorry, people. High-end restaurant. I misrepresented us. And you oh, stormed no. out of that place, and that was. It seemed like every time we had dinner together. Oh my gosh, it was bad. It was bad yeah. So we stopped having dinners together. Yes, yes, yes. And and that was me. That that was my escape all the time. But I tell you what, Rosie, I was running away. As much as much as it might sound ugly, and you know, like oh my, I can't believe that took place. Before you get right, you got to get really bad. Wow. Because the reason why it got so bad wasn't because it, it, things started to escalate. It got so bad because you guys finally stopped trying to hide it. Yeah. And so it finally came out. That's good. So yeah. you know what I mean? Sometimes we try to hide it and we're, we... We pretend. We want to pretend. Right. We want to distort reality. We're not that bad. Right. No, you got to let it come out. Yes. And I think you guys just started to let it come out because... I think we gave you guys that trust. Yes. And we gave you guys that opportunity to say, you know what? Just let it come out. Right. Unfortunately, it came out in public. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it doesn't end there. Then she storms off. She we're storms in downtown out, LA. And I'm chasing night. her. No, we're in the, the car. Block. We're in the car. And we're telling her, Rosie, get in the car. And she's walking in downtown LA. It's dark. You know, those areas, some of those areas are very lonely and there's all kinds of people. And she mm. was just walking and walking and was ignoring us and get in the car, Rosie, get oh, in the I'm car. So sorry. Yeah. And eventually she got in the car. And that, you have no idea how many times Abel has lived that. That was just my thing. We were driving and I, I would open up the door and try and like, I'm just, I would get very crazy. I just wanted to escape the situation. It became so overwhelming for me that I didn't want to make things worse. I know myself. I know that I, I, I can, I can lose my, I can lose control in my anger and I say things and I do things that I don't mean that I'm later going to regret. So my thought is escape before you make it worse, Rosie. And so it's very embarrassing, but and, I'm And glad. you would do that to protect us. Yeah. So you weren't doing it because I, I don't care about them. No. You were doing it to protect us, to protect yeah. Abel and us. I don't want them to see me at my worst. Yeah. And I understood, and I understood that, but I, I, I genuinely um, appreciated the realness because that showed me. We like real. Yeah, that showed me they feel comfortable with us. Yeah. Thank well, you. We appreciated you know? your yeah, realness. Yeah. You guys felt too comfortable with us. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, there were, just, there were days when like you guys would come over the house or would come back from, and we would just get home and feel so drained. Oh, that, man, so drained. I'm like physically, mentally, spiritually exhausted. But it wasn't like... We hated the experience. We just realized that we're fighting for something bigger than you and us. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But But if you want to hear, the, you know, the our perspective as far as, you know, what concerts go through, it's a draining experience. And I think that in order for you to persevere and really walk with people through this process, wow. you got to have a bigger picture of the situation. Mm. And our bigger picture for, for you guys was your callings, your family, what your daughters. What we're seeing now. You know, baby, baby Eli, you know what I mean? It's like, you see him now, and then just to see the end result, just to see what you guys are contributing to people's lives, to the ministry, to the church, to life itself, we saw that big picture. Wow. That's awesome. So everything you guys do now, which Where is we great, saw it then. doesn't yeah. impress us anymore. Mm-hmm. I remember you texting me the other day, it's like, hey, Pops, you know, you know, pray for this. And I'm like, good, great. I'm not impressed anymore because we saw that. That's yeah. awesome. So wow. I think as counselors, you got to have a bigger picture than the situation. And two, you you can only walk with the broken when you've been broken. Mm. 
you can only walk with people that's going through misery and difficulty and, and really sinning before your eyes when you see sin in a whole different way wow. in the way God sees sin. Yeah. Wow. So sin doesn't scare us anymore. People's difficulties, imperfections, it doesn't, it doesn't scare us anymore because we come to grips with it. You got to be real with yourself and you have to allow yourself to taste grace and mercy. Wow. So when you yourself as a counselor, as a pastor, as a spiritual father or mother have tasted grace and mercy, you will find it a joy to walk with difficult people. Wow. So even though it was draining at times, yeah. it was pure joy in our sight. Wow. Because we're fighting for something bigger than just the and present. And praying for you guys. Yes. And we would always pray for you guys. We would always speak to each other and, and about the greatness we would see in you wow, guys. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And so him and I were encourage each other. And like, just love you guys. <laughs> yeah. Even though Rosie was very hard to love. In the, yeah. Because she didn't allow herself to be loved. Exactly. You and I would, every time I would see her, I would hug her and embrace her. And She just felt like she, she had to protect away. herself from everyone because yes. everybody was against her. Even yes. in the church, like, no one talked to me. I'm here, and I'm getting ready to leave once it's over. So yes. Talking about the church, I remember one day they had a big argument in the parking lot. Oh, oh yeah. No. Yeah. They would I come mean, it was just spilling all over the place. I'm sorry, RTLA. <laughs> and RTLA was great to us. Restauración Total always embraced us. They never made it embarrassing. I think you guys even had an episode in the lobby. Yeah. yeah oh, I remember my that. Parking lot, sidewalk, lobby. Or you were coming out mad, storming in, and yeah. you would sit in one row, and Abel was just sitting in the and other then, row. And then Rosie would sit in the sanctuary. Uh, but you know what was phone, funny? And then she would leave all of a sudden. <laughs> no, but you know what's funny? And the altar calls, they were right there. Both of them together. <laughs> yeah. Pouring Surrendering out. Surrendering to the Lord. Surrendering God. Yes. And that, that was beautiful Those. to see what... How God just mends everything together. I think a lot of our healing happened at those altar yeah, calls yeah, in God's presence. Um, there is there was exponential growth yes, at those altar yeah. calls. I don't think this podcast can get any um, any more honest yeah. and uncensored. Yeah. And I think that your 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 willingness to be open and truthful is what people want to hear. Yeah. yeah. You know, we say the truth will set you free. Well, we need people who can be truthful. Yes. Can say, you know what? It wasn't always nice and pink and red and lovely. Let me let me share with you the dark side of it. Right. So I commend you guys for being mm-hmm. so open and so honest and so comfortable as we share these embarrassing moments. Because yes. it was, I mean, it happened in restaurant, church, church parking lot, sidewalk, sanctuary. It yes. happened everywhere. And uh, I want to commend you guys because you guys are going to bless a lot, a lot, a lot thank of people. So thank you so much, Pops. So, I mean, be- it just go ahead. Before we go, uh, I just really want to thank you guys. Yes. Um, I, I know Rosie already already thanked you, Pastor, and I just want to thank Pastora. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember those altar calls mm-hmm. specifically because those were the moments where I felt the most encouraged to go on, and it was yes. your prayers mm-hmm. and your encouragement, your your verbal words that you would yes. tell me when you would see me. They, they would be so encouraging all the time. Uh, there was just just genuine this genuine spirit that you were telling me yes. just. To encourage me, and that's what I needed, because he was right. I, I she needed help with the whole mental uh, process, and I needed help with the emotional process mm. to to keep going. I needed somebody to tell me that I could do this, that I have wow. everything that I needed, and and Pastora, you were doing that for me, so and good. then you equipped us with just great general logic knowledge on yes. on what what it is that we have to do. You, you guys, ways yeah. like the word became practical, yeah. like how to do it. Yeah. So you guys really have made a difference in our lives. Thank you so, so much. I'm sitting here in tears because of what they said. Um, thank you so much for being here with us and thank you for walking with us yes. for years and continuing yeah. to walk with us. And not only us, many people 
everyone, um, RTLA and Pastors Buena, help all sort of people. Because, oh, of course they want to help the Riveras that, you know, are, are able. No, everyone. I yeah. see them help everyone, all types of, of economic status or social status or sex or religion. Like, they just love to help people. And uh, just... If to you guys, our listener, if you're going to find counselors, a mentor, family, let someone see that has a vision for your future. Yes, like if yeah. you notice them, they saw what we couldn't see. We were looking at the huge, disgusting mess that was our relationship. They saw beyond that, which helped them continue in their exhaustion with us and 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 started to feed us. Yes. Like it's gonna get better. It's gonna get better. It's gonna get better. Um. So have someone that can feed that. Have someone that's not biased. Doesn't have one side more than the other um but just wants what's right for the relationship for the marriage for the family for you what's right in god's eyes what's right in the marriage um and then i also have um some some homework for you guys as to what process is i was taking notes as we were speaking um for your marriage for your relationship whether it's with your daughter or your mother for you for anything when you're in process especially of of restoring something um the first point that i wrote down babe maybe you can help me is you have to want it they can't want it more than you not your mentor not your mother not your children no one can want it more than you want it um, Definitely. The next one would be to evaluate your love. See, see how much you guys really love each other. I know we say we don't love each other, mm-hmm. but think about it. If it was a life or death situation, would you love that person? Right. Would you be by their side if they're going through something really tough? Would you be able to really, really imagine putting aside all your pain and all your anger? Yeah. Could you imagine your life without them? That's so good. Because I couldn't. I really couldn't. I wasn't going to do marriage with anyone else. Number three. You have to have a will to do it. The yes. will. That means good times, bad times, horrible days, great days, the fight, the whatever issue is going on. Keep the will to keep doing it. Access the damage. Clean up the damage, but do it little by little. Don't overwhelm yourself. Don't look at the entire picture and think, oh, man, our sex life sucks. Our family life sucks. Our relationship sucks. Our communication sucks. Don't focus on all that. Focus on one thing at a time. Do it little by little. Overwhelmingness will really put you in a depression to make you not want to keep trying. Right. And the very last one, do your homework. If your counselor, your mentor, your leader, your pastor is telling you to do something, do it. Even if it seems very difficult, you have to really trust that they are coming from a place of experience and a place of knowledge and that they are guiding you to the right place. And when you do your homework little by little is when that breakthrough comes and when, thank God, what they saw has happened is happening now with us, babe. Um, Thank you for sticking with it. Um, Thank you for not giving up on us. You never gave up on us. Thank you for loving me when I was so unlovable. Thank you for forgiving me. Um, thank you, babe. Every time I said divorce and I hurt you, you would leave for a moment just to avoid the anger, but you never left me. And I thank you for that. You never abandoned this family. Um, thank you for allowing me to be raw with them, which can, a a lot of people would be embarrassed, but you would allow me just to speak my feelings and your feelings. And you never censored me. And I thank you so much for that because I think that transparency allowed them to really be able to help us. Oh, that's it's such a beautiful point, baby. I just really appreciate you for for not giving up. Um, I was more scared of you wanting to call it quits yeah. than me at, at that point, mm-hmm. you know? But you pushed through and you persevered and that made all the difference. And I can do my stuff, but I couldn't do it alone. Mm-hmm. It, it really started changing once you started really doing it. You, you really believing in us again made me really want to put 
everything that I had yeah. on the table and be able to open up and be able to work harder and work harder for this marriage. Cause I'm like, I see, I can reap it. I can smell it. It's coming. And you'd made that happen. I appreciate everything you went thank through. You, and we also thank you guys, pastors. Yes, we honor you. Yes, we honor you guys. So we, yes. we thank you so much for being with us here today. And we would definitely love to have you guys back. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, we've been through um, hell and back. And just hearing all this, I remember um, we had unos monitos, kind of like precious moments. I don't know if you remember back in our days. We were really young. And it was a girl and a little boy and kind of like, rubbing shoulders and in the bottom it said sometimes i hate you but always i love you oh i wow. like that yeah that's <laughs> you good. remember that yeah, that's remember. really cute and we had it in our room and to me that was my strength back then because wow. we didn't know the lord but wow. to me I'm that glad you don't hate me <laughs> but sometimes i did <laughs> I, I love it see how honest <laughs> they are i love them so um mom and pops before we go um you guys want to give them i don't know info maybe people are going to want to talk to you guys you know i know a lot of people need help and you know what to our listeners abel and i are not perfect and i never want you to think that we are in a good healthy place now but we never think that this is it we got it done we know it all no, no. way we're always learning. We are always studying. We are always asking questions. We're always held accountable if we do have an argument or a fight. So I think this is a continued process. We're, 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 we're better than we were before, but we have so much more to learn. And I think that's for all of us. So if wherever you are in your marriage, good, bad, ugly, horrible, you're having a great life, you're having a horrible life, um, and you just want to really seek help, um, where could they reach you guys? I, I believe that before your relationship could get better, I believe you must get better. That's good. So uh, I, uh, you need to start with um, listening to the word of God, listening to preaching. You need to look for a church if you don't have one. If you have a, ch a church, you need to live what's being preached. So yes. even the preachings and the teachings, that's part of your homework. Whatever you learned that Sunday's sermon is like, okay, it, let's live it. So you need to get to a better place before your marriage could get to a better place. So find a good church. Find a church where yes. the word is being preached, where good. it's being practically, where you could use it in your everyday life. Um, we invite you to watch our YouTube videos, if anything. But I believe find a good church. What YouTube is it? Uh, Pastor Javier Buelna. You can also reach us at pastor at rtlechurch.com. And also want to include something before we head on is if you're going to work on marriage, kind of like what my wife said, you have to work at, on you as an individual. Yes. Marriage is an institution. And some people are like, oh, they want to stay married. They want to stay married. But they overlook themselves. Mm. If you That's get good. better, everything you, be everything you become gets better. Yeah. Whether it's marriage, being a father, being a husband, et cetera. Right. And also uh, you can um, go to our church, our TLA church. 5606 South Broadway in the city of Los Angeles. Yes, beautiful South Central. So, yes. Uh, Restauración Total LA. Uh, they, we have one um, where, Pastor, in Monterrey, Mexico, in North Carolina? We have North Carolina, Monterrey, Mexico, Compton, Lancaster, San Mateo. And soon, Orange County. Awesome. Nice. So, uh, Restauración Total Los Angeles, um, L.A. It's Spanish and English. We're, they're a bilingual church. We are a bilingual church. Um, and you can also follow them on social media. What As are your... Pastor Cynthia Bolna and, and Pastor, Pastor Javier, Javier Bolna. So. Just, you know what? Whether it's them, um, obviously, we recommend them because we, we lived it with them. But there are a lot of good leaders, yes. a lot of good pastors. There are a lot of good counselors. Just follow the advice that we gave you. You know, the, the points that Abel and I just went through. And uh, really find people that love you that trust you that are willing to go through that process um and that you trust and you can be open with um and and just really really do it um as an individual and and for for this 
institution called marriage. Yes. I just want to thank you guys so much for being with us here today. Uh, we really appreciate you as a listener. We hope that we can have you guys back next week. So please remember to subscribe and tell a friend. See ya. Yes. Hola, my name is Enrique Santos, presentador de Tu Mañana y On The Move. Quiero invitarte a escuchar mi nuevo podcast, Hola, My Name Is, donde hablo con artistas, líderes de nuestra comunidad y personas como tú. Mi meta es que juntos conozcamos más sobre los triunfos y las derrotas de mis invitados y que a través de sus historias nos empoderen y nos motiven a superarnos. Lanzamos el show con Jay Balvin. He's awesome. Un artista colombiano que ha revolucionado la música latina y que sigue superando récords mundiales. Él nos cuenta abiertamente sobre sus inicios, el secreto de su éxito y los aprendizajes que lo ayudan a preservar su autenticidad. A partir de este martes, 7 de abril, podrás acompañarme todas las semanas a conocer más a fondo a un invitado especial. Puedes encontrar mi podcast en la aplicación digital de iHeartRadio, la descargas gratis o en donde prefieras escuchar tus podcasts. Hola, my name is The Podcast a partir de este 7 de abril.